Hi, I'm Andrea Paternostro and this is SIO in 2023. Andrea, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? My tip is to perform a content consolidation audit. If you think of the word COCOA, it's funny and easier to remember because content consolidation and audit. And I mean that we should strike the balance between the freshness of our content and the need for consolidation, the intelligent reuse of the existing content. Okay, so um, strike a balance between content freshness and consolidation. Now, I know you've got a four-step process, so let's go through that. So what is step number one? Uh, my first step is avoid the low page quality. Let's mention Google Quality Rater Guidelines, which is a document, you know, so important for us. Dan Tyler wrote in July, last July, about this on Search in the Land, and um, he went deep into this, uh, uh, this process and the need to uh, look at a Google Search Console, for example, and see what prevents some pages from being indexed. It's good that everything is not going to being indexed. Uh, not everything we publish has a value, but we should try to have uh, some pages with a high value proposition and concentrate our effort in uh, cuddling, uh, taking care of these pages. Another bad consequence of low page quality may be cannibalization. And uh, we may aim at the same keyword rankings on Google with different pages, but only one is good for our sales, for our revenues. So this is the first step. Okay, avoid cannibalization, uh, avoid um, low quality, avoid low page quality. That is number one. What is number two? My number two is make an intelligent reuse of the existing content. Uh, for example, Orbit Media in uh, a survey uh, said that uh, bloggers who update all the posts are three times more likely to get uh, results. So updating all the posts and the reusing content is so important uh, to drive better organic results on Google. Why not concentrate on what we already have? Sometimes we don't need to create new content. Uh, there are a lot of ways to do that. Uh, Third-party tools, uh, uh, Search Console. There are a lot of examples. You know that I, I live in two different realities. Irion, which is a B2B software company, and Milano Weekend, which is a B2C daily newspaper about events and leisure. So different customer journeys. So different complexity and CIO goals. For example, Irion, we may, we are so important for lead generation as a marketing team and for branding because we need to communicate the expertise, the authoritativeness of the company and the trustworthiness, you know, the famous acronym EAT. Supporting a very complex customer journey. And sometimes we merge three old contents into only one. For example, for regulatory reporting, which is a complex topic about regulations and laws and the things that the banks should do to for the compliance. Uh, our, our goal, our business goal is lead generation and not the traffic. We don't, we don't have to look at the traffic. We may sacrifice some page views in order to 
uh, drive better leads and uh, we should look at the uh, long tail uh, model and uh, see uh, which opportunities uh, for ranking are in the long tail. Otherwise, uh, at Milano Weekend, we aim to traffic. We need more traffic and we need more domain authority uh, to appear in the CIO tools to drive our sales because a lot of companies all around Europe and the world, the CIO agencies are writing us and ordering guest posts, for example. And you can be good at uh, selling guest posts only if you have a good domain authority and your rankings are good. So, so different context and objective. So number two is the intelligent use of existing content. How do you know is the right time to start updating your content? Well, uh, of course, we may set up uh, various tools for alerting uh, about our CIO uh, uh, rankings, but uh, I think you need an expert look, an expert eye that uh, can uh, strike the balance also with the possibility to uh, write new content in your team. It uh, depends also on your company organization, because uh, do I need to uh, hire another writer, for example, or, or I can write something by myself or with my collaborators? It depends on the organization. The more you may update all the posts is often the better, for example, in the publishing business, because uh, an exhibition, for example, uh, comes uh, year after year in the same city, an event, a concert, and you may use the same URL. You don't need to change URL, you write the new content just inside the page. For uh, the B2B business, the evergreen content is so important because looking at regulatory reporting, for example, or other, uh, other complex topics like this, so data management, data quality, data governance, things don't change so often. You don't need many contributions. So you don't need to look at reports every week. You need to uh, fulfill the business need and uh, for some topics, you may give a look monthly to the uh, ranking reports. Uh, for other topics, maybe every three months. It depends on the business. Uh, if you align with the business, if you talk to your top management, you know when it's time to prioritize a content operation because uh, the, your company needs to sell that product in that specific moment. Okay, okay. One other thing that you mentioned uh, was merging content. So how do you know which articles to merge together? Okay, I find it's a good practice to make some templates for blog posts, for product page. We have two templates, for example, Ethereum. All that is all the content produced, let's say, five or six years ago, maybe as a different template. So just porting the old content into the new template. Uh, while you do this, uh, you discover more things to do. You discover that you can uh, reward the title, you can add uh, a description, you can add uh, a fresh image and ranking Google Images. And it happens so much for complex topics, for business topics. Google image is so powerful for being discovered. You can do a lot of content operations just starting uh, doing them and <laughs> just, just uh, uh, you know, uh, you open your CMS and do things and you discover our uh, things that can be made better in your content. 
Okay, that was number two, step number two, which is the intelligent use of existing content. What's your step number three? Okay, so step number three is to ensure the alignment between business metrics and content strategy. This is something that we need to learn as marketing teams. We need to speak the language of the business. And this is something that I want, I want to point out because sometimes we talk about content KPI, page views, visualization, and the top management doesn't mind at all about this. Uh, top management just want to know about uh, revenue and sales. So how the updating my content contributed to better sales? I can do that some of the leads that have been uh, managed in my company in the last uh, 18 months, I'm sure that they visited our website. So they got uh, in their complex com customer journey, in their messy middle, how Google calls it, they got uh, one, two, three times uh, a touch point with our website. And uh, our website, uh, what has communicated to them? Expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. The three things that uh, today's Google wants to rank you in uh, competitive markets. So that is step number three, uh, assure the alignment between business metrics and content strategy, bringing us up to step number four. Okay, let's go deep into uh, search console analysis because uh, there are in the coverage report something uh, that uh, can explain why some pages are not uh, correctly indexing. Uh, you can give a look, for example, at the duplicate pages or the soft 404, which often come out in the Google Search Console notifications via, via email. If you, for example, have some soft 404, you may choose to manage it if it's useful with 301 redirect, for example. You, you may choose to go canonical because maybe there's a problem of canonicalization. If it's unuseful, usually I go with the 404. I know that some CEOs prefer the 410 HTTP code. It depends. Usually Google, when it comes often to a website and crawls often, is able to understand that 404 pages mustn't be taken into consideration anymore. So it depends on your experience. Some websites experience a good result with the use of 404 and some other with other codes. The only way to find out which is the best situation for your website is to test a lot and to understand that a resource may be only useful or not useful for the user. Okay, so how would you summarize that? Would you say ensure that each page that you want to rank can be found and crawled by search engines? Yes, not only found and crawled, but uh, if we really want that page to be indexed, we need to focus on the, the reasons why maybe not indexed yet. And we, of course, should push for a manual indexing through Search Console if we need that page to be indexed. For example, sometimes with the guest post 
pages uh, asked by clients. Uh, you need absolutely to be indexed because some clients, for example, want to stay in uh, Google News as soon as possible and they value our uh, website, our uh, publications uh, because they are uh, included in Google News. So sometimes uh, you need to give a shake to the crawler, <laughs> the Google bot. And uh, so often, often the situation creates uh, a good result and everything is okay after this uh, manual push. Give Googlebot a shake. <laughs> You've shared what SEOs should be doing in 2023, so now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. What's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive, something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? I think that being too frenetic about the changes in Google rankings, the fluctuations can be very bad. For your health, for your mental health, and um, for the overall outcome of the project. I think we should use at least weekly alerts or notifications via email for our rankings, if not monthly. Because Google is changing too fast. CFP, the search engine results pages, are changing too fast. There are too many fluctuations and I think, I think that we should not hurry up because it's not a good thing to concentrate too much on, on this, on the, on, on the quantity of fluctuations. And when we communicate with our clients or stakeholders, whether we are an agency or we are in a company inside, if we are in house, we don't go every week, every month to our CIO, our our top manager, because they don't need this information. They just need to know in the, if in the first semester the content operations have led to more sales or not. Okay, so are you saying that an SEO shouldn't track, for instance, their rankings every day? And if that's what you're saying, Perhaps you're also saying maybe what they can do is set up an alert so that uh, if their rankings fall below certain parameters, then they can go out and, uh, and check them because they've, they've got that alert. Yes, we should, uh, of course, set up the, the correct uh, alerts for our uh, business needs. I think that today uh, CIO reports are too thick, uh, too, too long and uh, maybe done too often. I think that we should communicate uh, uh, better with our clients and our uh, top management. And we think uh, we, we, we needed to have the courage to communicate uh, in a short way, to say a few things, uh, but uh, focused on uh, business metrics and uh, leave apart all the technical part they, they don't, don't want to listen to. Andrea Paternostro is a technical SEO and content strategy trainer, and you can find them over at andreapaternostro.com. Andrea, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you, David, for having me. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.